gather round. This is the ticket water cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. July 5th edition of the Ticket Water Cooler. I'm Jake Bachman, Nick Sandert, right now in for Rico uh, as Rico is uh, is getting some stuff done in the back office. So uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, we got a nice show lined up for you. Uh, and Nick, usually you're here for the crossover. Maybe you'll yeah. join us again for the crossover. I, I don't know. Or maybe you'll still is, be here. That I is know. the plan. No, I, I think I think Rico <laughs> should probably be back by the uh, the start of the second segment. So yeah. it'll be about 15 minutes on. And then 15 minutes off, and then another 15 minutes on for the next, then, then an hour, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, there so, you go. We're all good. Little programming note as well. We're going to throw to national tonight uh, from 4 to 8, so we'll have national yep. radio, and then uh, as well as uh, uh, from 10 to 2 tomorrow. So uh, 8 to 2. 8 to 2, excuse me. Uh, so uh, just, uh, just to be aware of that. Um, um, also, I wanted to ask you, Nick, um, July fourth. How did how did it go for you? I mean, were you in town? It was a it was a lot. So, the weather was a doozy there. So I wasn't in town. So Monday, I had to spend some time. I did spend time a little a little bit of, in in Lincoln uh, Monday afternoon, and then Tuesday we went to Seward, Nebraska, which Fourth uh, of July city in in the state of Nebraska. Right. Yeah. That's what they that's what they how they trademark it, I should say. And there's cornhole tournaments. There, there's a tons of tons of stuff going on. Craft shows. Um, which all the women in um, in my family enjoy going to. My girlfriend as well. So like, they all go to the craft shows while we all go to like this water fight that starts at nine a.m. <laughs> nice. That uh, features basically all the volunteer fire departments, basically on a on a water fight. So that's ba- I mean it, it's it's kind of crazy. It starts at nine a.m. goes until the end of the day. Um, so then after lunch yesterday, hanging out in Seward, saw Raph a little bit. I rolled up to the, ah. the, uh, the place where he was at in Seward, Nebraska yesterday. And so after, after lunch, we went to Omaha, spent some time with, with my girlfriend's family and, uh, and then drove back home late, late last night. And so and now, now it's like the home stretch though. I, I got home last night at like probably about 1130 or midnight. And I was like, all right, now this is. Like tomorrow, starting tomorrow and focusing on the next couple of months, there's going to be a lot of exciting things. Obviously, Husker football, oh, yeah. Husker volleyball, but then like for us moving into our new station, mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of things that are are quickly approaching, um, and 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 it's going to be a quick couple of months here, especially once Husker football season ramps up. Yeah, this this season is going to be fun. It's kind of interesting uh, to kind of think about as as we are approaching it. Um, you know, again, it's another year. I, I think and we've we've had too many of these. And in, in you know, kind of talking at the end of the captain there. If you join us, it was kind of talking about the, the best linebackers of all time. Then we kind of got into the discussion. Well, hasn't really been too many. Uh, I, I guess guys that would be in that discussion in the last ten years, and that goes for a lot of the positions. And I think you're in another year where you kind of have maybe projections or a win total that you want to get to. But, you know, at one time there was this kind of idea that like nine wins is the standard or it would be mm-hmm. embarrassing to go below this. And and I, I think the last two years of Frost was certainly like, well, they just kind of need to write the track and, and maybe get to a bowl game. And I think you're kind of in that, that similar situation 
in this in this upcoming year, and it, it's just kind of become <laughs> quite honest. We all kind of know this. It's just kind of sad for Husker Nation. You know, this is a fan base that deserves more than that, and hopefully Matt Rule can get them back to that. But you got to at least you know have to have a starting point, uh, and uh, and and so we'll kind of see what happens, what what goes from there. I did notice a few different websites, uh, Husker Online. Uh, and 24-7, uh, both had their top Huskers. And one was most indispensable Huskers. One was just okay. kind of the top Huskers for for the for the upcoming year. And just looking at their top fives, if you want their whole list, you can go and, and go out to those, those separate websites. But I thought it was interesting. Uh, and we I'll get to the list here in a second. But I thought it was interesting just to, to break it for you. Number one is Jeff Sims on both lists. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Well, indispensable, right? Yeah. If if that's the if that's the benchmark that you're looking at or the the parameters. I mean, obviously, I think quarterback's going to be rated pretty highly. I think it's also going to be rated highly when you have a, a room, a quarterback group that is is pretty thin on both experience and and thin on trust at the at the at this point. Yeah. I mean, you look at I mean, Nebraska loses Casey Thompson, who was their their starter for the the season last year and the times that Chubba Purdy and or Logan Smothers for that matter and Logan Smothers has moved on in Nebraska kind of did not look good they didn't look good right so when you look ahead at this season if Jeff Sims goes down I'm not sure how a lot of Husker fans feel about Jeff Sims right now I don't know if Nebraska fans really know what to expect from Jeff Sims understandably so However, Nebraska fans are aware of kind of where the offensive line has been in recent years and where the pass blocking has been in recent years. Um, and so if Jeff Sims goes down, which feels like when you're a Nebraska football fan, that's kind of the inevitable that the quarterback goes down with a little yeah. bit of an injury, then it's, okay, what's next? Who's behind Jeff Sims? And it's a guy in Chubba Purdy that struggled immensely last year in his first year. And then it's Jack Wosh. The, the preferred walk-on, and Heinrich Harburg, yeah. where Heinrich Harburg's that guy that everybody gets so excited about during the spring, and then in the spring game, right. didn't look very good either. Darling of the spring, not in the spring right? game. And, yeah. so, and, and how many times now, I would also point out, how many times, two straight years, Heinrich Harburg's been the talk, one of the, one of the key storylines in the spring. Well, if that's the case, why isn't he playing in the fall? So it's one of those things where, it's, I, I think as a Husker fan, you might look at it and say, all right, Jeff Sims, yeah, it's great that he's a, he transferred in, but also understanding the guys in Casey Thompson and Logan Smothers that played the most in your room, they're both gone. And and not because they had to leave, yeah. but because they chose to chose to move on and, and transfer. And so what does that leave you with? It leaves you with Chubba Purdy, who, who in a game on the road at Michigan did not look good. Jared Sinek looked better in that game against Michigan than Chubba Purdy did. Um, and Sinek's no longer here, by the way. And so I, I think there is a cause for concern, which makes Jeff Sims more than maybe his play, his health, yeah, more indispensable than anything. Well, and that's what I, I guess what I was kind of getting to with the whole setup of Nebraska hasn't had a good season in, in quite some time is that I do think, like you said, most indispensable in the, in the word that you use trust there, the trust in those backup quarterbacks. I think that you know it's kind of a blank slate. You know, understanding there's a, a you know kind of a flipping happening of the roster, and so I think the expectations aren't necessarily to win nine or ten games this year. Um, but outside of you know kind of crazy predictions, I think people can think you know this this you know if Sim stays healthy, uh, 
that you've, you've got a shot, right? You're going to have a shot in a lot of these games, and, and maybe they can kind of be, the, you know, get the upstart program going. And, and Matt Rule's spoken uh, well on where this team is compared to his previous stops in year one. If Jeff Sims goes down, and, and, and you hate to, to just kind of keep, you know, you know bringing that up, but if Jeff Sims goes down, what what is the ceiling for the team? Well, I, I don't know. I I mean, I think there's a lot of things that, that rides on that conversation or that um, question because you wonder running back, where's health with running backs and ability to run between tackles, uh, just blocking up front in general, um, and then defense, right? Yeah. Can they Can they generate any pass rush this year? Um, I I don't know. Like, okay, so Chubba Purdy statistics. We, we since we're talking about the quarterback room a little bit, Chubba Purdy statistics last year played in five games, completed just let's see in in last year's in last season, um, played in more than five games. I apologize. Completed twenty two of forty seven passes for forty six percent completion rate, no touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah. Um. And so I understand that there's some there's a running threat with Chubba Purdy to an extent. Played in six games last season, um, and and got sacked six times. And so it's not just on Chubba Purdy. That's not what I'm trying to get at. But it's also I think on the on the entire team up front. And how many times did Adrian Martinez bail Nebraska out? How many times did Casey Thompson bail Nebraska out? How many times are are you going to have to ask? Jeff Sims to bail Nebraska out. I think that's maybe some of the concern, and understandably so. Is but you hope Donovan Raiola can maybe develop that offensive line. Yeah, and and that's and that's a big part of this too. Is is hopefully that the offense won't be so quarterback dependent because that's that's a big part. You know, Casey Thompson obviously going to a passing offense. They didn't have anybody behind him with his arm, his experience, um, and so that was kind of an extension of what what Frost era was about, which was very quarterback dependent on Adrian Martinez, like you said, to bail mm-hmm. him out. Um, and so you know, I, they 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 talk about trying to kind of set a foundation and, and being able to run behind that offensive line in the fourth quarter. I, I think I have a little bit of a, a little bit of hope for this offensive line to get better. Um, you know, with Prohaska and, and Newelli coming back. Um, I, I think that there's a pretty good shot there. Ben Scott, a name that is prominent in these top five yeah. lists. Um, so you've kind of got a, a, a bit of a new offensive line peppered in with, with, with the guys that you had last year. Um, so that gives you some hope there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it just kind of comes down to how quarterback dependent, how, you know, especially in, in the passing game. And then can you rely at all on your defense? Are you going to play complimentary football? Is the three, three, five something you could just plug and play quickly, or is it going to take a year, you know, to, to get it really going or later in the year? Um, because, you know, as we go through year one, uh, you know, there there are signs throughout it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Bill Callahan's first year, it was pretty – by midseason, you might know. Like Mike Riley's first year, you knew. This thing's not, this thing's not just plug and play. You know, this, yeah. this is going to take a little bit of tearing down uh, to build back up, and, and maybe that's what Nebraska needs in the long term. But that's, that's what, to me, always was interesting about this Matt Rule hire was based on his, his, his previous stops – you know, you're looking for a program builder, but part of that had been not winning in year one. And you know, does that does that travel on over with it with his resume? Well, I mean, uh, so you, as you guys were talking about during the captain linebackers, you haven't had a notable name mm-hmm. potentially in the last ten, fifteen years, right? The the last notable name, truly notable guy. Probably Levante David. He was the last linebacker, the guy that played linebacker here, drafted. Yeah, that's drafted. 
Yeah, because Nate Gary was kind of the hybrid. He he's played Safety, more. Yeah. He's played more um, of of linebacker or something that similar role in when he was in the NFL. Yeah. Now going in here to this season, is it is it weird of me to say that linebacker could potentially be Nebraska's strongest unit? Uh I don't with, know. With, with on Luke, with, well, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, throughout the entire in team. General. Throughout the entire uh, team, I'd say that I would say that's. A, I'd like the running back room. I mean, okay, so you have Anthony Grant that rushed for nine hundred and some yards last year. Yeah, and then what? Well, Ramir Johnson, who, a, a who few did years what ago. last year? Not not last year, but over a totality of his career, I think you feel pretty good about. But but once again, then Gabe Irvin. Yeah, nothing. I mean, altogether, and then it's, and then it's Emmett Johnson, Quentin Ives right. that we have no clue about. Well, altogether, you don't have a stellar unit. I mean, the linebacker unit—you can name a few names that have been had injury-riddled seasons last year, and then there's not a whole lot of depth. Well, I understand that, but so you have Luke Reimer, yeah. who you feel good about, mm-hmm. Nick Heinrich, okay, as yeah. well, yeah. and Jamari Butler. Yeah, you have three guys right there, and and then a transfer in Chief Borders yeah. and MJ Sherman. Mm-hmm. So. I think when you I, I like I maybe you could go with the the safeties as well with Miles Farmer and Marquise Buford. Yeah, secondary um, or maybe second yeah, general. secondary yeah. in general cuz you have Newsom and Hartzog and and whatever happens with Tommy Hill. Yep. So I I don't know but it's interesting when we when we phrase a you know a conversation around that of man look at the last 10 15 years and Nebraska hasn't had a good linebacker hasn't had a a really good position player insert position player here. And then you look ahead and you go, that might be their best group. And is there a is there a Levante David type on this team? Is there a Randy Gregory type on the defensive line that can generate a pass rush from the edge? We we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know. But un- unfortunately, with the guys that we do know that are in the building, they haven't shown that potential quite yet. And and, and quickly to 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 uh, pay off on what I was talking about. So Oscar online to their top forty Huskers. It's just interesting to compare top five here. Um, so they had Luke Reimer in their top five. They have Ben Scott. They have Billy Kemp, Quentin Newsom, and Jeff Sims. Twenty four seven did you know similar type of list. Most indispensable Huskers. So maybe you can kind of change some things there. But similar top five. Luke Reimer, Ty Robinson in on this one. Billy Kemp, Ben Scott, and Jeff Sims. Uh, so what's interesting there, and especially in the twenty four seven. List top three guys transfer in. Um, mm. Top five in in the Husker Online list. Three of those guys are transfers as well. And Ben Scott, Billy Kemp, uh, and and Jeff Sims. And um, you know, I, I think last year was definitely kind of felt as okay. This is like the transfer year. We're gonna you know try to see if we can kind of build this team together. And this year, I think you feel like there's less of that. But when you look at a list like this, it's like okay, yeah. I mean, there there's a yeah. lot of you know, plug and play transfer guys as well. Ben Scott, by the way, according to Phil Steele. Um, ranks in in the top twelve centers in all of college football. Hmm. Uh, is is I think I want to say the eleventh most draftable center. Okay. In in the country, um, which I mean, kind of, I don't know. Now that I say that out loud, I'm it's like grasping at straws. Like, oh, this right. guy, this guy's a draft prospect, right? Um, but that's that's kind of I think where we're at, unfortunately, to an, to a certain extent, because we don't we don't have we have Nebraska hasn't had the the Nadamican Sue the the Randy yeah. Gregory the Levante David like we were sitting there uh, back in in 2010 or when when Randy Gregory played and and we were saying oh there's no way he doesn't come close to Nadamican Sue but now we're saying that how guys aren't coming close to Randy Gregory right. 
And so it just kind of tells you and, and it illustrates the way it's fallen. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully Nebraska can get back to that. There is a program that is at that level right now uh, that may view Nebraska as a trap game, or maybe you know if it's listed as a trap game, you don't you don't necessarily view it that way. Uh, but twenty four seven again listed Nebraska as a potential trap game for one opponent this upcoming year. We'll tell you who that is. Rico will jump in studio. That's coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler ninety three seven. The Ticket. <laughs> 